Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Rob Zammett and welcome back to the Doggy Pod, another fun and furry dose of all things dogs. Wow, you're very enthusiastic today, Rob. Good to hear. I'm his producer, Stephen Peters. And yes, we have another uh, info-filled episode coming your way right now. Where I tell you about everything you wanted to know about your dog's tongue. (laughs) Do you want to know about About your dog's tongue? dog's Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, there's there's probably lots of interesting stuff about dogs' tongues. We're also going to talk about um, can dogs get Lyme disease? That yeah, that's disease not the that stuff that grows get. on trees, you know. No, no, not not no. no they're, they're lovely. No, L Y M E. How rare rare is it, and and what to look out for? And of course, we'll have this week's episode of Fact, Fact or, or Fiction. Fiction. I love it. Good, good. Uh, yes, this week's fact or fiction is an odd one, um, but I've heard lots of people say it's true. I don't know if I'll believe it, but we'll find out pretty soon. Um, anyway, what's been happening, mate? Oh, yeah, well, big things. In the um, clinic. Well, the, the big thing, the big news around the world is Norway. Norway is tr- has one of the lower courts in Norway has banned two breeds of dogs. Uh, the Bulldog, yeah, Bulldogs, and Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Can you believe that? <clears throat> now, this is, for me, Stephen, this is a bit ridiculous. Cavalier Why King Charles Spaniel. Oh, they said it's uh, 
cruel to breed dogs that might have breathing problems and dogs that may have uh, heart problems. Truth is, we have a lot of Cavalier King Charles Spaniels on our books that are you know, 10 to 14 years of age. Sure, they may have heart problems, but at 10 to 14 years of age, lots of dogs and lots of people at equivalent ages get the same problem, get heart problems. So no big deal there. And the other thing is... Um, they're saying that they have difficulty breathing, the bulldogs. Well, my attitude to that is, if all these dogs are having such issues, why aren't they all dropping dead in Australia where the you know, climate is humid and hot and you know, they're making it like it's really cruel? I understand we should have good breeders breeding healthier dogs all the time. I don't doubt that. But Norway is a country, here they are trying to tell us about animal welfare issues, a country that goes and harpoons the biggest mammal on this planet and drags it along until it drowns and then cuts it up to eat it. Now, come on, guys, and people don't even eat it. People out there are not eating whale meat anymore, but Norway still has whale meat on their market, on their shelves. They use it as pet meat. They do all sorts of things with it. They still kill all these whales, and they're telling us, yeah, you can't breed dogs like this. It's, it's cruel. Come so on, So they banned, banned breeding them. Banned banned the breeding of Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, one of the most beautiful-natured dogs that you'll ever get. Yeah, they're my go-to dogs. For small dogs, for a family dog, they are my go-to breed, Stephen. And bulldogs. Now, bulldogs are still very happy and, and healthy in this country. Uh, and breeders in this country, this is the first, apparently, that happened. One of the breeders that many years ago, I'm talking back in the uh, 90s, they used to run their dogs on the circuit. And the ones that would run easily do the circuit, including in the summertime, they're the ones that she'd breed, breed from. The others that had trouble doing the circuit, okay, they just went as pets. They still lived happy lives, but they weren't bred from. Now, there are lots of things that breeders do and still can continue to do to breed a healthy, happy dog. So this idea of uh, banning the breed, I'm sorry, you've got it wrong, uh, Norway. Maybe you should ban whale uh, harpooning first. Gee, I wonder how many people listen to our podcast from Norway. Probably a lot less now. Or maybe no, no. Maybe they, they, I think, I think a lot of the Nor- uh, Norwegian people don't really want whale meat. They're, they're not even. No, into I'm talking it. about the dog breeds, not the whale meat. Oh, they're great people. They, they love us. The dog people love us. And they're saying, yeah, we don't want whales drowned, harpooned, and then drowned. No, no way. Now, why, so, why, I'm just going to throw a quick question in for you, actually. Why do you mention drowning? It's a different sort of drowning. We've had a, a lot of rain here in Sydney of late. Yeah. And yeah. I have noticed in, in my yard and pretty much everybody I know's yard, or anywhere where there's a bit of dirt, there's mushrooms popping up everywhere of all different shapes and sizes and colours. Oh, you're so right. There are so like many everywhere. species. But what's the story with dogs and mushrooms? Yeah, we don't know which ones are toxic. Uh, some mm. are. Some are very toxic. Uh, some are hallucinogenic. You know, the gold-top mushroom yeah. is known as a hallucinogen. Um, others are quite, you know, you could use them for food. But you don't know which one's which. But so is your dog likely rid- to be tempted to have a, a nibble or uh, not? They tend not to. You know, it's a rare thing. But if you see them, mow them down. Get rid of them. If they're the toxic ones, you don't want to risk uh, finding out, oh, yeah, they're the toxic ones because they killed my dog. Don't risk it. Get rid of the mushrooms. So if you've got mushrooms popping up in your yard yep. because of the wet yep. weather? Yep. Yeah. Go Good for to it. know. Mm-hmm. 
All right, you all may have heard of a, a very rare disease that humans get called Lyme disease, L-Y-M-E. Um, it's pretty rare and quite controversial, I think, in some areas, some medical areas. Um, is it something dogs can get? Is there a canine version, Rob? I believe there is, isn't it? It's totally, yeah, very much so. Because Lyme disease comes from tick bites. Um, and they say, oh, you have to have a species of tick that doesn't exist in Australia and all these other things. However, occasionally, very occasionally, we do see it. Now, the authorities say, no, no, there's no Lyme disease in Australia. Because someone did a study of 555 dogs, found there was no Lyme disease in any of the dogs, no <laughs> erythema, and no, yes, including no diarophilaria imitus which is heartworm. And heartworm does exist in dogs in Australia. The study said, no, there wasn't any in those dogs, of course. So, you know, how good was the study? Where were the dogs? Were they dogs that had been bitten by ticks? No. Plus, you've got to make sure that in the history, those dogs have sometime been bitten by a tick. Otherwise, of course, they don't have Lyme disease. Lyme disease starts with a bit of a rash. Then they become lethargic. Then they get a fever. They get lots of chills and muscle aches and... Eventually, it affects the heart, and it can it can kill them. You know, it's very painful to the limbs. They, you is see it, a stiffness, and they have trouble walking, etc. How hard is it to diagnose? Oh, well, it's difficult to diagnose because they'll say if you, if your test is positive, especially in Australia, they'll say, oh, false positive. If it's negative, the vet will say, oh, it's probably a false negative. Um, the thing is, it's not too difficult to treat. And I know I've t- treated dogs that have been 100% have Lyme disease because of come with it from overseas. They had Lyme disease overseas and they seem to be dogs that um, they don't get rid of it totally for some reason. I think that's the the case. So I do see it occasionally, very rare, not not common at all, uh, but when it does come, if you suspect it even as a veterinarian, you just go ahead and treat it. You may do the blood test, it may help you, but really it's the symptoms anyway that... And I know those symptoms aren't specific to just Lyme disease, yeah, you know, fevers and lethargy mm-hmm. and chills. That's lots of things that can cause it. But invariably you would treat it with um, usually a drug called doxycycline, which is an antibiotic, and they just have it every day for a while. Right, okay. So it does exist, but pretty rare. Yeah, exactly. Now, we all love dogs' tongues, don't we? I mean, they're just so <laughs> sweet-looking little things when they're flapping around, and it usually suggests our dog's happy and they're, you know. But do all dogs have pink tongues? I've seen different coloured tongues. And, you know, do, do dogs use smell over taste uh, when they decide what to eat? And I've even heard that dog's saliva has, has healing powers. Mm. So, Rob, do you want to unlock some of the mysteries yeah, well, of look, the dog's tongue? Um do they have healing powers? Well, they certainly moisture. Keeping a wound moist can can help, um, and keeping it clean. If it's a, a yucky, a yucky area, and you don't keep it clean, I guess your dog does keep it clean. Of course, people say dogs' tongues have lots of bacteria, and that is true. Yeah, they do have be. lots of bugs on it. Depends on your your dog as well how clean his mouth is as to the sort of bacteria that it'll have. But they they're always warmer than uh, uh, when you feel them. They should be warm because. Dogs' body temperatures are warmer than us, so naturally they'll feel. Now what's a, what's bit a warm. dog's healthy body temperature? Oh, thirty-eight point five to you know to thirty-nine point four that around that t- temperature, where ours is thirty-seven. You know, at least one to one and a half degrees lower, easily even a couple of degrees lower. Hmm. And but 
dogs use their tongues to do a few things. One of the things they do is it calms them down when they're licking. So if a dog's licking, it actually keeps the dog calmer. Very, so very when a dog's important. just licking its coat and stuff like that, yep. Uh, yep. it could be just they want to just calm themselves down. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, the big thing is it cools them down. Sweat, that's where they sweat from, their tongue. It really helps them just calm, uh, sweat and keep the air flowing through their mouth. That's why dogs pant. If a dog doesn't pant and sweat, they would die. Now, if we don't sweat, we would die. So they so sweat. It, from, I thought is, they sweated from their paws and their feet. Paws and their tongue. And their tongue. Their oh. tongue's very, very important in sweating. They even use their tongue a bit to communicate. You know, they'll lick their tongue, and the way they're licking will tell you if they're a bit nervous or upset or if they're okay, if it's just hanging down. And Yeah, I'm okay. All's well. So look, they look at that, and they use this part of body language for each other. They can tell. Now, if they're um, just hanging their tongue out, they're... They're happy, they're okay. If the tongue's in, everything's quiet, you know, can't see anything, especially if you can see their teeth, then you know something could be wrong. For us, we look at their tongue and we should always look at their dog's tongue and see that it's a nice pink colour, unless you have one of the breeds that I use to always fool the novice person uh, that's in the surgery with me and learning about dogs and go, oh my gosh, this dog's gone blue. And of course, it would be a, a thing like a Sharpay or a Chow that may not have a blue, a pink tongue. They may have a, a very bluey or even a black tongue. Um, that's normal with that's some breeds of That's the natural colour, a black tongue. Yep. Yeah, it's very, very dark, very dark colour. And uh, you can't use that to tell if the dog's healthy. A healthy dog has a pink tongue. If it's a yellowish colour, then there's something wrong with the dog's liver. Uh, if it's a, a bluish colour, has a bluish hue to it, pink, but there's a little bit of a blue on it, Something's wrong. It's not oxygenating. Usually, a sign of a bad heart. So, dogs' tongues very, very important to the dog, but also to us. And of course, people that have allergies, it's usually to dog saliva. So, licking you doesn't really help. Um, for me, yeah, if my dog's healthy and uh, they have good, uh, clean teeth and everything else, give me a big kiss all over my face, and yeah, no big deal to me. Love it. So, do dogs uh, ever have dry tongues? Uh, no, they shouldn't really. shouldn't really have a, a dry tongue would be a very sick dog. You know, if it's hanging out all the time, it's always dry, there's a problem there. Not enough saliva being produced uh, or dehydration is severe. It shouldn't be a dry tongue, just like ours should be moist. It's not as rough as a cat's tongue. You know, cats have really rough tongues. Dogs don't have that sort of roughness, a little bit rougher than ours, but no, it's not, it's not too bad. And, uh, Why do um, cats have rough tongues? Is there a reason for that? Uh, they have lots of papillae on there and uh, they, they'll use it to you know, scrape things and ha- have tastes of things that way. Uh, lots of you know, quite rough tongues. If, you, if a lion licks you, boy, you know it. Well, if a lion licks you, you're about to get eaten. So that's, that's <laughs> not so bad. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All done. Right. So, yeah, dogs' tongues, extremely important. Make sure they're pink, make sure they're wet and make sure they give you a big kiss with it. And also they use their tongues to drink, don't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's how they slurp uh, everything up. People say they lap and really they almost get it up. Slurp it up is probably a better way of putting it, Stephen. They tend not to lap it as much as grab it underneath and, and throw it in their mouth. Uh, when you look at a dog uh, lapping water or drinking water in slow motion, you'll see what I mean. You'll see it almost 
going in and curling it back and, and throwing it in their mouth. So it's quite... Uh, and that's why dogs, when they drink, water goes everywhere, whereas when the cat drinks, they really do lap and it just they don't make a mess. Dogs can make quite a mess when they have a drink. Yes, they all do. Yes. Well, there you go. Everything you ever wanted to or didn't want to know about, about tongues. <laughs> all right, it's that special time of every episode where we decide the difference. Well, we don't decide. Rob decides. Rob tells us the difference uh, between fact, fact or fiction. fiction. Anyway, this one I think is yes. absolute rubbish. I think. Um, I, I've heard this a lot of times, though, that uh, dogs are choosy where they poop because they're in alignment with Earth's magnetic field. That's <laughs> they kind of, they turn, you know how they always turn around and, and then turn it back around again and all this sort of stuff. I assume that that's absolute fiction because I think they're just doing it because they're trying to find a comfortable little spot. But um, what's the story, Rob? Fact or Okay, fiction? so... Well, they certainly do want to find a spot that they like. So smells are very important to a dog. We've always said this on the doggy pod. A dog lives in a world of smell. So they will smell out the right spot. Has a dog gone there? Has been there another dog? All those sort of things till they find that spot that, yep, that's what I want. And then they turn around and round and round. And they do actually, in most cases defecate north to south access. Can you believe no. that? Yes, the Earth's magnetic field. One gentleman what? did a big study. He did a big study. 1,893 defecations in his study. <laughs> Wouldn't that give you the shits looking at that? No, sorry. Um, so, guys, listen. You've got compasses on your smartphones these days. You can get a compass on there. Download the app or whatever it is. It's free, I'm sure. And have a look. When your dog's Doing its poop, is it in a north to south orientation? I'd love to know. What do you mean? So the dog should be facing north or south? North, north or south. They're always in a north or south orientation They rather than east to west. That and, is weird. Yep. So there you go. It's fact. According to 1,893 poopies that have been watched by one gentleman, what else do you got to do with your life but watch dogs do a poo? There you go. <laughs> Well, I want everybody who's listening to the doggy pod, who nearly, I would imagine, all have dogs, uh, to do that little test this week and uh, just uh, drop us a line and just say, yes, no, yes, no, whatever. Yes, let's get to 2,000 defecations that say (laughs) north to south. Send your your answers to uh, (laughs) thedoggypod at gmail.com, thedoggypod at gmail.com, one word. And, um, yeah, say north, south, east, west. Let's do our own little. Uh, our own Let's little see how many here. go north south. I'm not, I don't think every one of them did during the study, but the no. bulk of them north to south access. But I, don't but I still why. don't understand. Oh, you don't know why? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't know why I need to face north or south when I'm doing it. So, should we put out all our toilets facing north to south to make us more comfortable? Yeah, when we would go that to help the us? Toilet? Yes, ah, that's a very good point. A new trend in home design. Something. It's like a, a feng shui. Home design. That's it. All right, that's uh, almost it for us this week. Uh, it's a slightly shorter episode this week, but uh, never mind. Uh, Rob's been extra efficient in his delivery of information, which Ooh, is what 
Because well, he, 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 he does tend to ramble a bit other times, so you know, it's uh, probably not a bad thing. Um, but uh, as always, you know, if you don't follow us on Instagram, please do because there's always interesting pictures there, and then Dr. Rob pops up from time to time, and dogs we love, and all that. So, yeah, do follow us on Instagram, the doggy pod, uh, and Facebook. Um, and we will be back for another episode next week. Uh, and as we always do, Rob's going to leave us with his special goodbye. Yeah, Stephen, have you heard of the term, or you've probably used the term, many of you out there, oh, work like a dog today. Yeah. And well, I've got yeah. to ask, what is wrong with working like a dog? You know, because dogs work with two things, joy and purpose. And when they play, they play with fun and just gay abandons. Yeah, what is wrong with all those things? Just enjoying life like a dog. Yeah, we can learn a lot of lessons. Working like a dog with joy and purpose in your life. Wow, how good's that? See you guys. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.